Hello and welcome to the Full 10 Yards Betting Podcast. It is our week one preview. We are uh, ready to go for the season. Been looking forward to all year. I have Callum with me at Callum JD Squires on Twitter. And I have Liam at underscore Liam Horsley on Twitter. Ready to dissect the week one lines. We are going to be doing this hopefully every Thursday, possibly Fridays, depending on schedule throughout the season. And we are hopefully keeping to the same routine. We have a best bet from each of us. We'll quickly go through the other games and then we'll mention any player props that we like at the end of the, uh, the, end of the pod. Obviously, player props are becoming increasingly popular and an incredibly useful way of getting a bit of value. Um, they seem to be quite tight this year already, which is frustrating, but it is what it is. There's a 5-1 to one touchdown scorer that I picked out and hopefully uh, that will come in. It's, it's one of those that you need to be ahead of the game and... It might not come in for a couple of weeks, but I'll keep going and we'll see how it goes. But yeah, anyway, uh, straight on to best bets. Um, I'll go with Callum first. Callum, how are you? How was the honeymoon? It was great, mate. Yeah, thank you. Apologies for disappearing for a, a week or so here. Sad to sad to miss out on chatting with you guys. But yeah, um, can highly recommend Hawaii if anyone ever <laughs> gets the chance to head to that part of the world. It's about as far west as you can possibly go. Um, it's not great if you're a soccer fan shall we say all the games are on between <laughs> 1 1 a.m and 9 a.m but um you know it was a it was a fun it was a fun time to get away for a bit and have a good honeymoon um and yeah just really excited you know we kind of ever since ever since february in the super bowl we've kind of been waiting for this to kind of come back and now it's uh it's finally here week one ready to go and i i couldn't be more excited it's a, it's a great slate um i think there are a number of really intriguing games and in terms of finding value the one that really stands out to me above all else is is the Saints against the Falcons. I I just feel like this Falcons team has all the hallmarks of being a bottom five team in the league. Um, I really don't know how they can really expect with Mariota, who we haven't seen in a while, and no Calvin Ridley. I know they drafted Drake London and Cordaro Patterson had a good year last year. Kyle Pitts continues to break out. But I just don't see anything on the defensive side of the ball to suggest that this Falcons team will be um, anywhere near the rest of their division and the rest of the league generally. So for a minus minus four was the line that I saw. Um, I know that there might be some fluctuation between bookmakers. We had a discussion off air here that it was maybe uh, minus 5.5 in other places. But if you can find the Saints minus four, I would uh, be all over that because I think Jameis Winston was really in form last year before his injury. And I think that that is a pretty solid and safe bet to start the season off with, as I have a lot more trust in the Saints and their weapons than I do in the Falcons as an organization, to be frank. Yeah, I agree. I think this Falcons, uh, sorry, the Saints defense could probably win this bet on, on their own just against the Falcons, to be honest. Uh, one of the highest scoring defenses last year. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty good bet. I think it's minus 4.5 some places in the UK, but yeah, minus four is the best we're going to get. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good bet. Yeah, I was um, shocked. Her, like, we had a little conversation before, as Callum said, that it was minus four on Skybet. Uh, is minus 5.5 pretty much everywhere else. I was doing stuff for an American site today and it was minus five and a half over there. So I was pleasantly surprised to find that it was minus four and um, safe to say we all got on that as quick as we could and uh, knowing that the line is probably going to change. So yeah, definitely yeah. cannot argue with that one. There's, there's a fair chance as again, as Callum said, that they're going to be probably top five pick in the, in the draft next year. So, and, and the saints frankly look like they are pushing for 
probably 10 wins at, at least. So they'll be looking to get started as uh, as they want me to go on. Um, Liam, what, uh, what are you on for the weekend? Yeah, I'm staying in the same division, actually. Um, going with the Bucks, minus 2.5 against the Cowboys. Obviously, Callum's over there in Dallas. All his mates are going to be fuming with this. But uh, yeah, I'll go minus 2.5. I just think it's under that key number of three. There are some bookies in the UK that have it at three, but you can find minus 2.5 in a couple of places. Um, yeah, so it's under a key number of three. Tom Brady, uh, I, I understand the off-season issues, but I still think him personally, he's just going to come out and just be... Very, very good on offense. The Cowboys have had CeeDee Lamb injury issues this week. He's going to play, but obviously he's been banged up. The O-line looks pretty poor. Um, and I still think the defenses between the two teams are pretty fairly matched. So, yeah, I'm going to go Bucks to win. And, uh, yeah, take the minus 2.5. Uh, yeah, the, as you say, with the offensive line issues on both sides, it is going to be interesting. Uh, Micah Parsons obviously will get pressure on the Bucks, but... You've got to expect Brady's going to be have enough, and they've got enough weapons even without Godwin. If uh, if he does miss out, that they they should be able to put up the points to be the Cowboys, and they will be able to get pressure on Dak as well with the Cowboys' offensive line issues. Yeah, the totals fifty one as well in that game, and that's a pretty good total as well for for over. So I like the over for that. That's what makes the minus two point five even better. To have a small spread on a big over is is normally good for for variance. So yeah, I think it's a pretty good bet. Yep, definitely cannot argue with either of those. Um, yeah, so yeah, my one for the weekend, my favourite bet is the Eagles minus four at the Detroit Lions. Ooh. Is uh, Yeah, both two of the hype teams of the off-season. I think the Lions covered most of every team in the league last year, um, but they have become a little bit more popular over the summer, so the line isn't as big as it maybe should have been. I think the Eagles are going to have, well, I mean, the Eagles are the hype team of the off-season. Their, their win total was moved to a point, a point and a half depending on where you look, they are expected to probably win the NFC East now. I think they're probably around joint favourites there. Um, no one no one maintains the NFC East. We've talked about this, Callum. You can say get <laughs> all you want. It is the Eagles' turn. Um, and yeah, they, they've obviously strengthened. They have a very good offensive line and defensive line. They bought in AJ Brown. They have AJ Brown and Devonta Smith now, which is very good. Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott are running back. They, they've got enough to be able to beat the Lions by more than four. And anything between three and seven isn't isn't really that much of a difference. Once you get past the three, it's it's kind of negligible, the difference in the spread. So as long as it didn't hit six, um, I, I was quite happy with the four. So yeah, that is my one for uh, week one. Not believing in uh, the mighty Dan Campbell there then in week one. Yeah, firmly against him. I I like Dan Campbell and I think he's going to motivate them most weeks. Uh, but if you remember week one last year, they were dreadful against the 49ers for all but two minutes of that game. And in fairness, I think they did cover the spread in the end, but I think it was more than four points. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a chance they will come back into it. Um, but yeah, I, I just like the Eagles this year. So I, I couldn't look away from that. I think it was a few weeks ago I said that the Lions were going to start five and zero or six and zero, right? And <laughs> yeah, five and zero. This this was this was the game that really had to kickstart that run. Um, I, I I I think this game could very easily be an Eagles win, but as I've said before, weird things happen in Week One, and yeah. it wouldn't surprise me for the Lions to come out, play tough, and find a way to disrupt Jalen Hurts and uh, and the Eagles team, who will probably still be gelling their new pieces. Uh, like AJ Brown in. So if there's a time to play the Eagles, I think earlier in the season is better than later once they get rolling. Uh, I don't hate the pick by any means, Adam, but I, uh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna stick on my, in my head that I like uh, I like the Lions to cover. <laughs> Totals forty eight point five in that as well in a lot of places, which I thought was high <laughs> for a, for a Jared Goff Jalen Hurts game. I thought that was well, and especially high, because but... I think both teams will lean on the run, so you will have a running clock for a lot of the time. And it's yeah. not to say I can't see points in this game. I could see it getting close to that, but to be sure it would go over that, I, I wouldn't feel safe taking it. Yeah, same. No, no, that's fair enough. Um, as I say, last year they were getting stuffed by the 49ers and then put up, I think, 20-odd points in the last quarter. So there's a chance it goes over just because of, I mean, if the Eagles get out to a big lead, they might relax relax a bit and that will create some scoring. And, and in fairness, the Lions have strengthened fairly well. They've got one of the better offensive lines in the league, but their defense is still fairly shot. So I think they could score points, so possibly over. But yeah, it's not one I'll be, I'll be touching there. Um, so yeah, that's our best bets. Is um, Saints minus four at ten to eleven on Skybet, specifically at Skybet. They are minus five and a half pretty much everywhere else. Uh, Bucks minus two and a half uh, against the Cowboys. I think that's it's in Dallas, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, at, at Dallas uh, again, I completely agree with that one. And the Eagles on the road at Detroit. A little bit worrying that we're uh, taking three <laughs> three road dogs, uh, three road favorites in week one, but. A lot of it is road favourites this week. There does seem to be a heavy skew towards that for me personally. Um, so yeah, I'll get on with the rest of the games. Uh, Steelers at Bengals. You've got the Steelers plus six and a half. Uh, the total is 44.5. I quite like the under on this one. I think it's going to be quite tight. The Steelers obviously are starting Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, the Bengals haven't started any of their starters all summer. So there's a chance they're a little bit rusty. And uh, Burrow had his exploded appendix that he had to have removed. And he missed the last few weeks of training camp. Um, so it, there's a chance that they'll be a little bit rusty. I'm hoping, obviously, the Bengals covered a 6.5. But for me personally, I couldn't take that. I think they should really kill the Steelers. But it's a game that I will never, ever, ever bet on. So, yeah, I'll leave that one. Uh, you guys? At six point five, I like I like the Bengals. I obviously would rather stay away from the seven I've seen in some places, but I, I do think the Bengals uh, win this game and probably comfortably in the end. I just think Joe Burrow is is good enough. I think the real interesting storyline coming out of this game will be how does this new Bengals uh, O line shape up against the pass rush of the TJ Watts of this world? Um, because if they hit the ground running and are able to kind of contain, shall we say? TJ Watt, then I think that's a really good omen for the Bengals going forward. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be betting it. I don't think at the spread. I think it's a little bit, it's too much for me for the Bengals and probably not enough for the Steelers. Uh, if it gets a seven, seven and a half on Sunday, which it might, because I think a lot of people might bet the Bengals because obviously Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, but they're going to be public favourites. Uh, we could see that line in the UK get seven, seven and a half. So I think if it gets a seven, I'd probably go Steelers, but at the moment I wouldn't. Uh, I did find it interesting that on the money line, 90% of the money is on, sorry, 90% of the tickets is on Cincinnati, but only 65% of the money is on the Steelers. So all the sharps are betting Steelers and then all the public are just absolutely hammering the Bengals in the States. So I think the line could switch on, on Sunday in the UK once people start betting it. Yeah, yeah, we'll wait and see on that one. Uh, next one is Baltimore Ravens at New York Jets. Uh, most places have the Ravens as six to seven point favorites. Uh, for some reason, on an 888, they're minus 4.5. Uh, it is shortened odds. Uh, the odds are 1.6, so what? Uh, well, 0.6 to 1. So um, that's a little bit a little bit off on the line there, which is a little bit strange. But uh, yeah, obviously, I'm all, minus 4.5, I'm all over the Ravens. At <laughs> minus 6, I quite fancy the Ravens with Joe Flacco starting for the Jets. Uh, the Ravens, obviously, are probably 
I don't know if it's been confirmed that J.K. Dobbins is out. I think it is. Um, so they're they haven't going confirmed for it, but Lamar said yesterday we'll see in a couple of weeks. So it's yeah. assumed, but it hasn't been confirmed. Yeah, so probably Mike Davis and uh, new signing Kenyon Drake as the running backs for them, which I don't mind too much. It's a fairly it's a complimentary one-two punch that Davis will be the north to south and, Jay, and Drake will be the more um, pass catching back and getting out wide a bit more. Uh, obviously, the passing attack is what it is, but the Ravens know that, so it'll be probably a lot of Lamar runs and Mark Andrews slash Rashad Bateman slash Isaiah Likely, who is apparently the third target in that passing game now after a very good preseason for him. Uh, the total in that game is 44.5. I don't want anything to do with the total there. I would assume unders, but uh, yeah, with Joe Flacco under centre for the Jets, it's not something I want to be part of. No, you won't persuade me on the total one way or the other. Um, I, my my normal narrative when players play against their former teams, as we'll get to later on, is very much revenge game. Take the guy who has a score to settle. But in this game, uh, there's no chance that I'm believing in Joe Flacco whatsoever. Uh, so, yeah, Ravens all the way for me. You could probably take minus 13.5, to be completely honest. I think the Ravens' defense might just absolutely swarm the Jets. So, if you want to go out on a big... Big plus money, risky one. Uh, yeah, I'd go alternate spread and bump that up to at least a two-score win for the Ravens. Nice. Yeah, I like it minus seven. Obviously, you never really want to take a seven if you can, but uh, you might find some six, six and a halfs if you can get them. Um, so, yeah, I think you have to be on the Ravens there. And they're also a perfect teaser leg if you want to tease them down those six points and just get them minus one and pair them with someone else. Because uh, I'd be very shocked if the Jets somehow won this game. So, yeah, I'm on the Ravens as well. And the under... I prefer the under to the total, but again, I wouldn't be betting it. I just think it's one of them games that the Ravens could win 31-0 or we could be looking at like 20-20 and then Lamar pulls away at the end for some reason. So, yeah, I'll stay away from the total. Yeah, obviously the Ravens have won 23 preseason games in a row, so <laughs> they've come in come in on form <laughs> once again. Yeah. Uh, next game up, I'll let uh, Callum lead on this one. Patriots at the Dolphins. It's either three and a half or four points um, with the Dolphins as favourites. 46 and a half total. Yeah, obviously you wish it was 2.5 rather than 3.5, but I am still screaming from the rooftops, take the Dolphins. Um, Far be it for me to be overly optimistic and positive, and I have spent all off-season telling myself that I'm not going to underestimate a Bill Belichick-led Patriots team. And yet here (laughs) we are in week one, and I just really don't think they're very good at all. I think I think Mac Jones's Pro Bowl selection last year was one of the great propaganda machine moves uh, to get <laughs> the, the Brady replacement into the Pro Bowl on the back of not really doing a whole lot. Uh, not that you should judge quarterbacks by this, but we forget that Mac Jones had a had a game where he I think he had three fantasy points uh, through three passes, something like that. I mean, you know, you can't judge quarterbacks solely on that, but the idea that Mac Jones had some sort of excellent rookie year, I think, was a fallacy. Uh, and most people could see it. I I don't think they have the weapons around them. I don't hate Harris and Stevenson as running backs, but their wide receiver core, the highlight of their wide receiver core is a player that the Dolphins let go to the Patriots in this offseason. So I, I really can't see the Patriots scoring enough to keep up with the Dolphins, who I do think will be an intriguing, different-looking, and hopefully a lot more explosive offense under Mike McDaniel. The run game promises to be inventive and a little bit out there. And I think with the uh, you know collection of running backs that the Dolphins have put together, most uh, 
Edmonds, uh, even Gaskin and Ahmed have both had you know decent performances for the Dolphins in the past. I, I really do like the Dolphins in this game. Obviously, a lot of it comes down to Tua. I don't really know how the Patriots are going to try and cover Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle uh, and Cedric Wilson, who had a great year with the Cowboys last year. So, yeah, for me, it's 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 Dolphins. This is not my favorite bet of the weekend, but I comfortably expect the Dolphins to win this game. Yeah, I'll take the uh, best quarterback who's also getting points. So I'll go with Matt Jones and the Patriots, I think, on this one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, I'll take Bill with the points. Uh, if it was three, I would probably not touch it because I don't even want the push. But you can get three and a half in loads of places over here. So I'll take three and a half and just trust Bill's going to do some crazy three in the box, six linebacker defense, one play. Then he'll have four safeties in and we'll just see something crazy. Uh, but yeah, I say nice <laughs> things about the Chiefs all the time. And I give you the Dolphins on a platter against a rubbish Patriots team and you throw it in my face. Hey, I like Javon Holland. I'll praise him all season, so that'll be good. But yeah, I'm 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 anti Tyreek Hill after his podcast, so I'm going for uh, I'm going for the I'm going for the Pats. But yeah, I wouldn't be I won't actually physically want to bet this game. I don't know what the total is either, but I'd be actually tempted. Uh, yeah, forty six point five, I think. So I'd be uh, be tempted to go under on that one as well. I think. Yeah, you've got to lean to the under, really, haven't you? The the Patriots' offense has been terrible in preseason. They're trying a new blocking scheme, and it doesn't seem like it's working. And typically, the Patriots start slow and then get it together October time. I don't know whether that's going to happen this year. It looks like the <laughs> it does look like they're a bit of a dud this year. But it's Bill Belichick. I can't ever back against him. So. Yeah, for me, it's a no bet, but I do agree with uh, I'm on Callum's side over <laughs> over, uh, over the uh, Liam side on this one. Uh, next game on the rotation is Jaguars at the Commanders. Jaguars are two and a half point underdogs on the road and the over-under is 44. It's, it's whether you trust in... It's whether you believe Urban Meyer was the true issue there, I guess. Uh, obviously, they have done a lot. They have spent a lot over the summer to rebuild and to hope that Trevor Lawrence is going to be the man that they expected to be. I'm apprehensive, but I do prefer the Jaguars side on this, but it's more that I'm down on the Washington commanders rather than anything else. I think Lawrence was horribly inaccurate last year. I think even when he had chances, he was missing throws, but his wide receiver core was dropping a heck of a lot. So it wasn't like he was full of confidence. And this year, hopefully with the proper coach and with eh, above average wide receivers, possibly, Wide receivers, they've spent a lot of money on. They've invested and bought players in, and Travis Etienne is back. I think it's Etienne. I can't remember which way we're going. But uh, so Etienne or Etienne, I can't remember what the correct pronunciation is now. So, yeah, I think I was I was right on that one. Yeah, with him back, it's going to add a different dimension that he didn't really have last year. James Robinson is apparently a go for this one, which is a fairly remarkable recovery from his ACL injury last year. He's apparently going to play, so... We'll see how it goes with those two mixing in. But yeah, for me, it's Jaguars plus 2.5. Yeah, I definitely prefer the Jaguars side here. Um, I can't stand the Washington team. I don't trust them at all. Um, <laughs> Carson Wentz is someone who it's just become impossible to trust, to be completely honest. And I do think that Trevor Lawrence will take step for- steps forward this year. I still think that they will finish you know, third in their division at best, realistically. Um, but... Yeah, I definitely prefer the the Jags this weekend. I'd rather it a three point five rather than two point five, obviously. But uh, it's probably not one that I will uh, take part in. It is actually yeah. Jags plus three on Skybet. Sorry, um, so you can get a plus three if you're looking around. 
Yeah, I prefer plus three, but yeah, I probably wouldn't actually bet it, I don't think. Um, 2.5 is not bad if you do want to tease it out to 8.5 because you get past the seven, but um, these are two of the worst-run teams in the NFL, so I don't know if week one you want to be putting any of your hard-earned money on, on this game. So yeah, I probably wouldn't bet it. Um, I actually, I, most people are betting the under, but I don't mind the over just because I do think both defenses could be, at least in the secondary, could be pretty poor. Um, and you've got two quarterbacks that even if Wentz is bad, which he is, he's going to throw the ball into double coverage, throw the ball down the field. And he's got a receiver at least that can catch those type of balls. So yeah, I would probably lean over in this game. But um, yeah, I don't think I'll be betting the spread with these two teams. Yeah, we have got probably the least talked about first round wide receiver in maybe in history. Uh, Johan Dotson <laughs> is barely, like I've barely heard a mention of him all summer. So It'll be interesting to see how he goes. They obviously bought him in for a reason. They they believe there's something there. So, and yeah, Terry McLaurin is a, an A-rated wide receiver in this league. He's been treated very badly with the people he's had throwing the ball to him, but he's always put up the numbers. So it'll be interesting to see how he does. Uh, also interesting to see whether the Colts can break their streak of first day losses. They, uh, I think, it's been seven or eight years now that they haven't won on the opening day, which is. Quite remarkable. They are seven-point favourites at the Houston Texans, which on paper you would agree with, but it's one that the hoodoo I'm with with their record I'm firmly staying away from. The total is 45.5. Uh, um, Jonathan Taylor had a quick look early, was two to five to score a touchdown, which in fairness is probably about right. It seems like it's is gonna happen. But um yeah, it's it's one I'll be avoiding, although still Actually, no, I'll, I'll lean towards the Texans just because I think they may be able to keep it close. Uh, Callum? Yeah, I, I, I lean with the Texans as well. Not on a money line. I think the Colts definitely win this game, but I think there's a few factors that go into it. I do think the Texans are going to be better than people think this year. I don't expect them to win a lot of games, but I do think they will score more points than people think based on... I do think Davis Mills is actually quite a good quarterback, and I do really like Brandon Cook's as a wide receiving option. Nico Collins is a solid receiver, second option too. And I really like Damian Pierce as a running back from what I saw in preseason, not just because he is the fantasy football darling of the uh, offseason. But yeah, so I, I, I like the Texans to keep it close. I do think that the Colts win the game, but I can also see, you know, just it's early season. Like we said, weird things happen in week one. The Colts have this terrible run of always losing in week one. I think they end that run, but I do think it'll be close until late as maybe Matt Ryan is just starting to get to grips with his new uh, his new team and his new players around him. But they could also just lean on Jonathan Taylor and blow them away in the first half. So hard yeah. to say. I, I would lean Texans plus seven, 7.5, but um, not one that I would be focusing on this weekend. Yeah, I bet the Texans plus eight actually on Monday. They were plus eight. Um, seven for me, yeah, I probably wouldn't touch either side, I don't think. Um, it's funny that we'd all lean Texans. We're a Texans pod, which I'm not sure we want to be for uh, for, <laughs> for, for the season, but uh, maybe for week one. Yeah, Colts, I just think they run the ball a lot. You know what Matt Ryan's like in terms of if they pressure him a lot, he's not going to be uh, the most efficient quarterback at that point. Um, and he's obviously in a new offense with only one or two receivers that we think are, are very good. So, yeah, for me, I just think it's probably a, a stay away. Um, a lot of people are betting the over as well, which I don't mind because I do think Brandon Cook's um, and Nico Collins can probably put up some points. Um, but yeah, in terms of spread, if it stays at seven, I just leave it and wait to see if it gets six and a half or seven and a half and then pick your side based on that if it, if it changes. Yeah, all good. Uh, so the final game of the six o'clock kickoffs is the Browns at the Panthers, the Baker Mayfield revenge game. Uh, the mm-hmm. Browns are now uh, around two points or one and a half points, depending on where you look, underdogs. 
uh, and the total is 41.5, which probably reflects the fact that they're not expecting many points in this one. I think that's, uh, no, it's not quite the lowest total of the week because the next one is. Um, yeah, I, I actually quite like the Browns here now that they're getting points. Um, I think that, they, I mean, they knew full, they knew all along that Watson wasn't going to be starting this one. So you've got to be thinking that they were planning without. And Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are very good one too on the on the ground. Uh, Baker Mayfield obviously has, depending where you want to listen, he said that he's going to f up his old team. He, he denied it, but he, he blatantly said it because he's Baker yeah. Mayfield. Of course he did. Um, <laughs> whether he does or not, I'm not sure. I believe, but Christian McCaffrey is healthy, so as long as you get the ball to him, then good things will happen. Yeah, for me personally, I'll be leaning the Brown side of it. Now they're getting points. Uh, total, I got nothing on. Panthers, 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 Panthers. Firmly left, right, up, down, twice on Sundays. No doubt in my mind whatsoever. This is not a revenge game that ends as a nightmare for the Panthers. This <laughs> is firmly a Panthers win. Not necessarily a blowout by any means. I just cannot for the life of me see how Baker Mayfield and the Panthers team lose this game. Yeah, I agree with Callum. I'm all in on the Panthers. Some of this is biased towards how much I hate the Browns now, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, I do think that they're going to win this game. Uh, th- and I actually think the total is probably too low for me. Um, I think the Panthers can put up points. With CMC's obviously healthy at the moment. Um, Robbie Anderson's an okay receiver. Obviously, DJ Moore's really, really good. Baker's the best quarterback they've played with. So, um, yeah, I think they'll score points. And I actually think the Browns probably would as well, just because they can run the ball on this Panthers front. So, um, I think I'd go over and I'd also probably take the Panthers there. Um, even money line, I'd just take it at that spread, to be honest. I don't know okay. if it's on Skybet or anywhere, but if you can find like request a bet odds on Mayfield to give the old like DX stuck in <laughs> shot to the Panthers <laughs> to the Brown sideline, I think that would be a surefire money because he's going to have something in his bag, I'm sure. We'll request oh, it yeah. after the podcast. We'll find it. <laughs> and in fairness, he fully deserves that revenge if he gets 100%. it. Yeah. 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 I, I don't like the guy, but he's been treated like dirt. And uh, yeah, <laughs> anything to get his own back on the Browns, I fully agree with. Uh, so that wasn't actually the last six o'clock. The, uh, the 49ers at the Bears is a six <laughs> o'clock uh, kickoff as well. This one was six and a half. It was under seven during the. Uh, during the build-up, it's now some uh, 49ers minus seven, over under 40, which uh, highlights the, well, probably the perceived inability of the Bears to score, which I cannot argue with at all. I think even at minus seven, the 49ers are the better here. I'm not overly convinced with Trey Lance. I think it's going to be interesting to see how he does. It's one that I won't, I honestly, I won't bet on it, but if I was, it would be the 49ers side of it, just because I'm so down on the Bears this year. Um, and... 40, you can't bet under on that. It probably will be under, but it's not one I'll be taking. I hate both these teams uh, all season long. <laughs> I won't touch either of them. Uh, I think the 49ers are the most unnecessarily overhyped team of the offseason. Uh, I was asked on another podcast this week to give a hot take for the season, and the 49ers not making the playoffs is my massive hot take that I will stick by. Uh, I, I just can't see why everyone assumes that they are the powerhouse everyone seems to think they are. I'm not convinced by most of them. Uh, this game itself, though, you have to take the Niners, I think, just because of how bad <laughs> I think the Bears are. Um, and that's why I said that I, I don't like either of these two teams. Um, I feel really sorry for David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, who I think individually are quite good running backs. They just have nothing else around them on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, there's been a lot of stir that Cole Komet might be something at the tight end position. Mm. 
it's hard to really trust in that. And the Bears wide receiving core might be the worst in the league, only with the Patriots quite close next to them. I, I just I've been seeing Darnell Mooney go in the fifth and sixth round of fantasy drafts and pulling my hair out like, what are you doing? It's just a baffling situation for me in Chicago. They couldn't hang a bigger sign on their stadium saying, we are tanking if they tried. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I, do I feel sorry for Justin Fields? Not really. He's an Ohio State guy. Sorry. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I lean Niners on this one, but I will pretend this game is not happening because I have none of either of these teams' players on my fantasy teams and will not be watching it in any way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I bet the 49ers minus 5.5 later in the summer. Uh, actually also paired it with the Chiefs minus 2.5. So both those lines are looking quite nice now. Um, I'd still probably bet it in minus 7. I wouldn't want it to get to minus 7.5, I just think. They'll probably win by three touchdowns, to be honest. But if you're just going to bet, I don't think this is the game to do it. But yeah, I'd still take them at minus 7. Um, I quite like Justin Fields, so I'd be tempted with the over to see if he could just throw two miracle bombs to someone and score 14 points and then the, get, they get blown out. But um, yeah, for me, I'd go with 49ers minus seven if it stays that way. Just don't bet it if it gets to 7.5, I don't think. No, no, at least keep the push. And again, probably a decent teaser like uh, you're bringing it down to minus one is basically 49ers to win, which should be fairly guaranteed. So yeah, yeah. for me, I think that's um, a decent one. 49ers, Ravens, and then uh, Rams plus 8.5. You can do a nice little teaser leg there if you want it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can't argue with that. I, I'd, I'd probably want to chuck in my Bengals as well. I know I said I was apprehensive on it, but <laughs> bringing it down to just a win, I, I would be. Yeah. I, I think I'd be remiss to not say that would happen. Uh, on to the late games. It's uh, Chiefs versus Card or Chiefs are Cardinals. Chiefs are six-point favourites now. Uh, the total is the highest of the week, I believe, of 53.5. Liam, what we got on this one? Yeah, I don't think I touched the total, I don't think. Obviously, 51 is a key number, and I think it was 51.5. It's been bet right up. Um, yeah, and Chiefs have also been bet up. It's something like 76% of the money now in, a, in the States have gone on. Uh, and the tickets have gone on uh, Chiefs. That's why it's gone from four to six. Uh, I'd still bet it before it gets to seven, to be honest. Um, I think the Chiefs could probably blow them out by two or three scores here. Um, but yeah, I'm, I just wouldn't bet the over. I'd just be a bit concerned. Andy Reid likes to run the ball if he gets a lead um, and just slow the game down. And I just think that there's a chance in week one, if the Chiefs get a lead, they're not going to put their foot down. Obviously, if the Chiefs are losing, then... Yeah, you're probably good for that total bet. But uh, for me, I would just say the value is still with the Chiefs. Um, the Cardinals, J.J. Watt has only practiced once all week. Rondell Moore's now got an injury. Um, Rodney Hudson didn't practice yesterday. I don't know who's going to play cornerback for them. Uh, so for me, I think the defense is just so bad. I think the Chiefs will win. So I, I'll take the Chiefs before it gets to seven. I'll take the over. Um, I'll, I'll hear your key numbers and throw them through the window with two of the most explosive offences in the league. Um, I'm a Kyler believer. I'm a Cliff believer. Everyone seems to think I'm on the wrong side of history here by not believing in the Niners and firmly believing in the Cardinals. But I will win, and I will continue to do this until I win. Um, if I had to lean aside, I would take the points, largely because I just think both these teams are good and it could be close. I don't see Liam's blowout, and this is not revenge for him taking the Patriots over my Dolphins. Um, I just think that this will... This is two good teams as far as I'm concerned. I agree with you that the the injury concerns around the Cardinals are significant. Obviously, Hopkins we know is suspended. Uh, but I am intrigued to see Marquise Brown back with his old college roommate and, and best friend uh, Kyler in this offense. I think Cliff will have steamed up a lot of very interesting 
offensive plays. And as we know, the Cardinals tend to start really well. And the problem is then after seven, eight weeks, they get figured out. So if anything, I, I think the Cardinals are likely to start the season well. I don't necessarily see them going into Arrowhead and winning. Um, I do like the Chiefs as a team and as a franchise. I think the Chiefs are fantastic top to bottom. But, you know, this is a whole new receiving core for Mahomes as well. I think it'll be interesting to see how they gel early on. I think Travis Kelsey is the man you have to double and figure out the rest of it as as you go. Uh, so, yeah, I take, I take the over. Um, and if I had to lean aside, I would take the points with the Cardinals, but not super confident on that. It's in Arizona yeah, the, as well. So the six oh, is probably even better. Sorry, sorry, yeah, it's sorry, probably sorry. even better. Six points is even better at home. So Yeah, then yes, yeah. yes, double. Yeah, with um, Cliff Kingsbury with Arizona in the three seasons he's been there. In games one to seven, he's 15-5-1 and one, uh, over, over that period. So, yeah, he's been starting on fire, which we knew. But I think that's going to be offset by the loss of Hopkins. They were pretty terrible without him. But, again, in fairness, they knew they were going to be without him for this one. So, you'd hope they'd have thought something out. Uh, the Chiefs have won seven opening days in a row. This is going to be hopefully going to be hopefully for them anyway going to be the yeah. eighth and obviously Andy Reid coming off extended rest is uh, one of the best in the league so I would be surprised if the Cardinals win but six is it's been ticking up all summer so it's not one I'll be backing on that one uh, next one is the next highest total of the week and one that I think personally will go over is uh, Raiders at Chargers and the total is fifty two and the Chargers are three and a half point favourites for an all-AFC West clash to uh, kick off the season. As we mentioned last week, the Chargers are the off-season darlings pretty much every year, and every year something happens. But start of the year, you've got to hope that they're going to be good. Austin Eckler scored a rushing and a receiving touchdown against the Raiders in both of their games last year, so he will be a decent one to look at for any time touchdown scorer. Um, for me, I've got to take the Chargers minus 3.5. It is officially a home game for them. Whether it's a home game or not in terms of fans is a different thing because LA is still probably a Raiders town, probably even over the Rams, to be honest. But yeah. uh, we will see on that one. But yeah, I think there's going to be points all over. Yeah, I love the Chargers here. Um, I love Justin Herbert. I think the Raiders are, again, one of the off-season frauds of this year, I guess. I'm just <laughs> not convinced by the Raiders in pretty much any way. Um, Devontae Adams is obviously a big addition. But you've still got Derek Carr, quarterback, and I don't believe you can win the division with him, regardless of who you put around him. So, yeah, I, I, I'm all in on a Chiefs-Chargers kind of shootout to decide who wins the AFC West. I think that is by far and away the most likely outcome. And I think it starts early. I just think Herbert is that good. I love the weapons they've got around him. I think Mike Williams will have a really good year. I love Austin Eckler. And I even really like the pickup of Gerald Everett as a tight end. I think he's a, mm. he's someone who could be sneaky useful for them. Uh, moving the ball on third down. So, yeah, um, I'm very in on the Chargers. I do like the over as well. But, yes, Chargers minus 3.5 for me. Yeah, I love the uh, the over that you said straight away. I just think that jumps off, to be honest, um, at this price. Uh, just for these two teams, uh, in terms of the spread, I would probably bet the Raiders, but I wouldn't be actually betting the spread. I don't think it's worth it. Um, this is probably going to be a shootout for me. And I think there's too much variance when you've got teams <laughs> that are going to be driving down the field, throwing the ball. 35 plus times in a game. Um, so, yeah, I don't think I would bet the spread. But, yeah, in terms of the total, I like it. JC Jackson's not going to play. 
for the Chargers. So who's going to cover Devontae Adams? No one. <laughs> and then if you leave him open, also you're going to have uh, Hunter Renfro in the slot and then Darren Waller uh, obviously coming in underneath as well. So for me, yeah, I would go Raiders if I had to, but I think the total is a better bet. Um, and I also think the team total is 24.5 for the Raiders. And I quite like that because I think even if the Chargers win, I think they'll have to score 30. And I think the Raiders will score 27 plus for me. So. Yeah, I like the team total. I know people don't like Derek Carr, but I've seen him throw the ball long against my team enough times to know that he'll have a couple of uh, good passes to Devontae Adams in this one, at least. Yeah, it's 24.5. I'll see three touchdowns and a field goal. It just nudges over that that 24, which is a little bit of a risk for me. But I, I, obviously, we think it's going to be high scoring. So it's hard to say that I wouldn't back that. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be... It should be a decent game. One that probably won't be a decent game is Giants at Titans. That's the next one up on the slate. It has the Giants on the road as five and a half point underdogs and the over-under is 43.5. I actually quite like the Giants this year. This isn't the (laughs) easiest of start for them on their schedule. They have a very easy schedule and the number one AFC seed is not the best start for them. But I think the Titans are on a little bit of a soft reboot. They're, They're not particularly... I don't think they're going to be particularly strong this year. So with Saquon Barkley fit with their variety of average wide receivers um, and Daniel Jones running when he can and possibly falling over. But, yeah, possibly. But uh, at least he can uh, he can move. Uh, Tannehill with, well, it's, it's going to be Robert Woods and uh, Westbrook Aquino, I think, is the wide receiver too there. That's, that's not the most convincing argument for me. I know it's going to be... A lot of Derek Henry, and he's good to go. But yeah, for me, I'd be leaning to the Giants again. It's not one I'll probably back, but um, yeah, it'd be Giants plus five point five. Not one I'm hugely interested in. Uh, I'm kind of on the other side of it to Adam, though. I, I lean the Titans. Uh, I, I think Derek Henry is that good to win games on his own, and I also think that you know the the Robert Woods pickup is quite a nice one. Um, I think he's someone who can be a wide receiver one for them in Tennessee. So, yeah, for me, I am leaning towards the Titans. That said, not a hugely interesting game. And I do actually think the Giants will be better than people think this year. But, yeah, I definitely lean uh, lean towards the, the Titans in week one for sure. Yeah, I probably don't lean either way for me, I think, on this side. But I like the total. I like the total to go over. Um I just think that there's going to be... I, I don't trust either defense in terms of secondary in this game. Um, and I think at least I like Brian Dable as a play caller. So the team's not good. I don't love the quarterback. I don't love the weapons. But he's going to scheme up three or four plays where you're just thinking, OK, right, we can get 17-plus points. And then I think the Titans can score on their defense. So I'd just go over on the total for me. Yeah, so it might be surprisingly entertaining. Um, Packers out of Vikings is the final of the 9.25 kickoffs. The Packers are one and a half point underdogs. Over-under is 47. It's, it's not one that I have much opinion on, to be honest. I know the Vikings are quite hyped this year, and I know that the Packers are the opposite of it. Um, but we will we will see what happens. I know that, obviously, Justin Jefferson's going off the board very early in fantasy drafts. People are yeah. expecting a Cooper Cup kind of season from him. It'll be... Yeah, it's, it's one that I want to watch, and it's uh, it was a Sky game, wasn't it? It's, I think it's on Sky this week. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Over the Chargers and Raiders and over the Cardinals and Chiefs, but uh, it's a divisional clash, I get it. Um, 
yeah, it, I think it'll be interesting. And my big bet of the off-season was AJ Dillon touchdowns. So it'll be interesting for me personally, from a financial <laughs> standpoint, to see uh, whether they do actually use AJ Dillon as we all want him to be used or whether they just let Aaron Jones do it. So, yeah, it'll be one I'll be keeping an eye on. I would... I, I don't even know what I'd lean here, to be honest. So I'll leave it up to you two. <laughs> Well, I think firstly, your your big off-season bet, I, I feel, is going to be very safe. I almost feel like Aaron Jones is going to end up as the wide receiver one in this offense, to be completely mm. honest. He's going to catch a lot of passes. I've drafted both Jones and Dylan in various fantasy leagues and even on the same team in a couple of situations where it's just fallen in the right way. I think they're both going to be usable players in terms of scoring points for the, uh, for, for the excuse me, for the Packers. Um I really like AJ Dillon's upside as a goal line rusher. And like I said, the receiving work for Jones will be there based on the fact that the Packers wide receiving core is a bit of an mm. enigma right now and no one's really sure about it. That said, in this game, Packers, 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 money line. I'm stunned at their underdogs. Um, it's quite frankly disrespectful to Aaron Rodgers and what he's done as a player in this league. You don't become the back to back MVP lose a receiver and then all of a sudden be a bad team. It's just not the way it works. Obviously, it's going to be a different Packers team this year and a different offense, which is why I say I like both running backs because I think they'll be doing a lot of two-back sets and a lot of things that we didn't necessarily see when Devontae Adams commanded the, I don't know, 50-60% target share, probably even higher than that, that he did. Um, that said, uh, as we've said repeatedly on this podcast, this is Kirk Cousins and Kirk Cousins will lose you this game. Um, I just cannot, for the life of me, believe in the Vikings until proven otherwise. As much as Thielen, Jefferson, and Dalvin Cook are really talented players, I think with a new head coach, it's going to take a little bit of time. And also, let's not sleep on Matt Lafleur, who has, to be frank, one of the most impressive coaching resumes as a first three or four season head coach in, in NFL history right now. So, uh, yeah. Matt Lafleur is the regular season king, and I'm I'm going to absolutely ride with the Packers until the Vikings decide to find a real quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I love the Vikings' offense, but I don't think you can bet um, against Aaron Rodgers under three. I don't think at any point really. Maybe if they were on the road to someone like the Bucks, you might say, okay, right, let's go Brady. But I don't think you can get any team apart from probably the Bucks or Rams you're going to want to bet against Rodgers. So yeah, I think that's probably the best bet in terms of side. Um, but I think the total for me is, I don't know why this total is not closer to what um, Bucks cowboys is, because uh, I think these are going to be two of the best offences in the NFC. So I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. So I'd be betting the over 47. Uh, watch my boy Kirk throw four touchdowns, and Aaron might just throw five just to uh, <laughs> surpass him as he often does. Yeah, probably worth noting it's not a one o'clock kickoff uh, over there. So, Kirk Cousins outside the time zone is uh, is a bit of an issue. But yeah, I, I, I yeah, as I, say, I don't really know on this one. Uh, so, final <laughs> game of the week after we've covered Bucks and Saints quickly before uh, Broncos at Seahawks. Russell Wilson revenge game straight away, and the Broncos are minus six point five against Geno Smith, and it's over under forty four point five. I guess I would be leaning under because the Broncos apparently have a very good defense and they're playing against Geno Smith. Uh, I don't <laughs> think they're going to put up a huge amount of points. I'm, I'm not as convinced as the Broncos obviously are that uh, is the solution, but they obviously paid a ton of money. So, yeah, it, it's going to be a watching brief for me um, and we'll see what happens in it, frankly. 
Yeah, I, I think Wilson's left the third or fourth best team in the NFC West to go and be the third or fourth best team in the AFC West. And I, I do think the Broncos are the bet in this particular game, but that's largely just because of how bad Seattle's quarterbacks are. I'll go to my grave screaming that Pete Carroll should have gone and got Baker Mayfield this offseason. I don't understand for the life of me why the Seahawks weren't in for him. Uh, I feel really sorry for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, who I think are exceptional receivers. And realistically, this year, they're just going to have to suffer through Geno Smith. And then when he eventually gets benched, suffer even worse through Drew Locke. So, um, yeah, Seattle are realistically looking to be a top five pick next year, I think, just like the Falcons and just like the Bears. Uh, I don't really see a lot of hope for them. I think they will be the whipping boys in this division, which is usually a very, very competitive, uh, you know, four-team division. But I do think clearly this year... The Seahawks will be bottom of the NFC West. I don't think there's much debate about that. Uh, yeah, in this game, I, I am going to lean towards the Broncos based on the slight revenge game narrative, even though I think it'll be quite lovey-dovey between Seattle and, and Russell Wilson, as it should be, to be fair. Uh, he was a really good servant for them and obviously won the Super Bowl with them a few years back now. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would definitely lean Seahawks. Sorry, excuse me. I would definitely lean Broncos on Monday night, largely due to the Seahawks being bad rather than the Broncos being good. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I will actually be better in this game, to be honest. Uh, if I had to pick a side, I'd go with probably Seattle just because it's just I want it to happen. <laughs> so my heart is I would love to see Baker win against the Browns and then Pete Carroll win against Russell Wilson. That would be quite fun for me. But I probably won't be better in it. I think the under is probably your best value. But again, you know what Seattle games are like. Always random things happen in Seattle games. So there could be some strip sack fumble there could be anything that could happen and it just kills you under. So, yeah, I probably wouldn't bet it at all. Um, I did see in uh, the Ringers QB rankings that someone put um, Geno Smith as the 22nd best quarterback in the league. So 10 mm. worse quarterbacks than him, um, which I found crazy. But people apparently do believe in him and DK Metcalf enjoys playing with him. So we'll see. I think they'll be okay. But I think Pete Carroll likes to uh, muck up games. So they're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to play two high safeties keep everything in front of them and just try and make the game really ugly and see if they can win. So, yeah, I'll probably stay away from it and just watch it on Tuesday uh, and just uh, enjoy, hopefully, uh, Russell Wilson loss. Yeah, seems like bulletin board material for the 10 quarterbacks underneath him. <laughs> I won't tell you who the 23rd quarterback <clears throat> is. He's quite close to someone's heart on, on the podcast. So I won't <laughs> oh, well, I mean, that, that's, that's they definitely... They put Mahomes at 23? <laughs> <laughs> I know Joe Burrow yeah, in there, good, so... <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's that's it. You can actually get Broncos minus five on Skybet. Um, Skybet for some reason seems to be offline with quite a few uh, quite a few places. So if you want to get on while you can over there, it's probably a decent decent place to go. Um, any touchdown scorers or player props for you boys for the weekend? I like Raheem Mostert for the Dolphins. I think there's been a lot made of Chase Edmonds, um, but I do still think Raheem Mostert will be the primary ball carrier. Edmonds has proven himself as a receiving back and I think he will get more carries than perhaps he did in Arizona but I I just like the idea of the Dolphins uh, being in close against the Patriots and trusting the run game that Mike McDaniel's drawn up so Raheem Mostert is someone that I like the look of this weekend Yeah for me um, so two teams we spoke about being bad this weekend in terms of the Jets and the Bears so I've gone with both the quarterbacks to score rushing TD against them so Trey Lance is 17-10 to 10. Uh, he is whether he's going to be good or not 
people have different opinions, but he will be good at running the ball. And Kyle Shanahan will be good at scheming up red zone looks because that's what Kyle's done all his life. So I feel like him at 17 to 10 is probably the highest price you'll get on him this season. Once he scores a couple, I think that the odds will drop. And Lamar's actually six to five, so higher than evens. And I think, again, after being injured last season, he's going to want to come out and kind of set a marker. So I like that. And then a long shot is Jody Fortson of the Chiefs, who me and Adam spoke about off air about five times. And uh, he's played something like 22 red zone snaps in his career with Mahomes uh, and caught five touchdowns. So um, I quite like that, those odds. So yeah, I'll be backing him. And then in terms of a, a player prop that you mentioned, same game. My best bet of the weekend is Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns. Um, they've set his line at two and a half instead of three and a half, like it was last season. Uh, and it's plus odds as well. So um, you can get plus odds at 2.5. So I don't think that'll last long. So just do it this week before uh, I think the bookies take that down. Yeah, obviously we were saying about that being the highest scoring game of the week. And you've got to expect Mahomes, even with a shovel pass, like the little underhand bowling pass to Kelsey kind of thing, still counts yeah. as a passing touchdown for him. So, yeah, I, I that was actually something I've been looking at, but I couldn't get my head around it. I didn't know whether it was good or not. So I'm glad that you've... Tell me on that one. Fortson, I think, was around sevens, was he? I can't remember what the best we found was. Yeah, we found six, I think. Um, but he's dropped to 17 to, uh, to five now. So a little yeah. bit worse than that. Um, but um, yeah, I still think he's he's worth it for now. <laughs> and we can't yeah. run the ball either, by the way. So that, that's why. That's another reason Mahomes <laughs> will throw touchdowns. So. And uh, yeah, another one to add to the tight end, Trixie, if you fancy that kind of thing. Isaiah Likely for the Baltimore Ravens. He's between three to one and five to one ish, depending where you look. Uh, odds checker at the moment don't have the comparison up for touchdown scorers, which is a little bit tedious. It means a little bit more effort, but yeah, I, I like him. I think he's more likely than unlikely to score a touchdown, um, which is uh, yeah the terrible pun that everyone in the world is going to go for this week. So I just thought I'd get it out there now. Um, Callum, did you have anything else? I can't remember if, um, obviously you said, uh, Master, he was, I believe seven to five on Paddy Power. That was the only price I could find on him at the moment. I'd be hoping yeah. for closest to two to one, but he is the, he's, he's super quick. Um, so I'd be looking for longest rush if they pop up before go time. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, there's still kind of pricing things. I think week one, the bookies are always a little bit hesitant to get prices out there, but yeah, uh, no, just really excited. Thanks for having me as always. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to week one. And I guess weirdly go Bills tonight. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't cover that game at all. Yeah, I, I think um, I have a ton of money on the Bills. I, I, I say a ton of money, a ton of free bets on the Bills. <laughs> um, so I am definitely looking for them to get the season off well. And uh, yeah, I'll be up in seven hours for, for that game. Yeah, I'm going to get up as well. I'm uh, go Rams firmly, but that's the uh, we want the AFC teams to lose. You should, as a Bengals fan, you should also want the AFC teams to lose. But you're thinking about your right. betting account first, which I like. <laughs> <laughs> Money generally comes first, yeah, <laughs> especially with uh, the situation of the world at the moment. So True. yeah, well, um, so yeah, thank you very much, guys. Um, we will be back probably next Thursday, hopefully next Thursday, and we will uh, review how we've done this week. I'm going to be keeping a track of the best bets see how we do each week and keep a tally on on the best ones and yeah see how we go so thank you very much and uh thanks for listening and it's in the words of kevin cadle is bye bye for now bye bye and i will press end broadcast